0: Hello, and welcome to another American Road podcast, where you meet the people behind the colorful content of our American Road magazine. I'm Foster Brown, your host. You shoot your eye out was probably the most famous line in the movie The Christmas Story that everyone remembers, but it was the infamous leg lamp that became the movie's most famous prop. As a matter of fact, it was a homemade version of the leg lamp that served as the Inspiration and one of the main means that led Brian Jones of San Diego, California, in 2005 to buy the Cleveland, Ohio house where the movie was shot and recreate the magic of Ralph and Randy's cozy home. The full story behind the rebirth of the Christmas Story House can be found in the Grand Old U.S. 6 column written by Joe Hurley in Volume 8, Winter 2010 issue of American Road Magazine. In this trip talk, Steve Sidlecki, the Executive Director of the Christmas Story House and Museum, fills in more of the detail. First, I need to let you know that this week's American Road Trip Talk is brought to you by Homa, Louisiana you're invited to discover a truly unique and authentic Cajun Mardi Gras celebrated nowhere else but in Houma, Louisiana, in the heart of the Cajun wetlands. Festivities start February 25th and run to Mardi Gras on March 8, 2011. For more information, check out our calendar page or click on the flyer in our show notes to find out about all the details. One of my favorite parts of a recent issue of the American Road magazine is something called Grand Old Six. It's about U.S. Six, but actually it's about a house that's a few blocks away from U.S. Six. And that is the house where they filmed the movie A Christmas Story. And with me today, I'm delighted to say, is Steve Sidlecki, who is the executive director of the house and the museum around it. Steve, welcome to American Road Trip Talk. Uh, Thank you for having me. Delighted to have you with us. Steve, could you help us uh, kind of step back to the beginning and talk about this house in Cleveland, which was, as I understand it, was just a house like any other house on the block in in Cleveland that the film company took over in 1983 to make the movie. Am I right about that, or was it built to specifications?
1: No, uh, basically it's just, you know, just any old house in the neighborhood. Um, it just happened to, um, just by luck, uh, be. Exactly what the, you know, movie makers were looking for. A lot of it for you know Hollywood purposes, for filming purposes. A lot of the things came together, Uh perfect. You know, the, yeah. the intersection gave for nice, good sweeping shots. The empty lot gave for a lot of setup and equipment. And the filmmakers were also looking for steel mills in the background.
0: I was growing up in Milwaukee, Wisconsin at the time, and it reminded me of so many houses I had seen in my neighborhoods. So it was very representative of that. So when the movie was finished shooting in 1980. Did it quickly become a a special place to be, or did it kind of fall out of use?
1: It it pretty much fell out of use. It was was a rental unit before and after the movie. So, um, you know, movie came, they filmed, they left, and it went back to being a rental unit up until uh 2005 when Brian uh, bought the house uh it was it remained a rental unit uh that they tried to at various times renovate to be more of an appealing rental unit uh, they knew it was a christmas story house uh, but the people that owned it at the time didn't have the means to do anything about sure. it so they just continued to rent it out and and do the renovations they could to make it more Mm -hmm. appealing for that purpose
0: does it look basically the same as it did during the time you know during the movie shoot
1: yeah the 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 outside is exactly as you would see it on on the when you're watching the movie um so the interior is slightly different because when they went back to the sound stage, they made the house to be more of a single family house the house that we do even was a duplex so Uh it, it was slightly different on the inside so when you do get inside, you are going to see some differences. Now, the, the sound stage that they did create was mostly a model of the interior of the house. So, you know, the entry room where right. Randy's getting his snowsuit on and the living room where they're sitting down in front of the radio and everything. All mm-hmm. that does look pretty similar, except then on the movie, you have the dining room that you see various times. Right. They'll come right. down the steps and they'll swing around through the dining room. We don't have a dining room. That would basically be our neighbor's driveway. <laughs> uh, there, there are a few differences in that. You know, we had to take a larger stage and bring it into a small... Smaller
0: house. Where was that soundstage created, by the way? Was it in, was it in Hollywood? Was it in the Cleveland no, area? The, the,
1: the, the soundstage was up in Toronto,
0: Canada. Okay, so we had the exterior of the house is pretty much the same. Now, tell me the story of how this became this complex now, which is a Christmas story house and museum, and the story of Brian Jones back in 2005. Uh, Brian, he
1: was, he was in the Navy. And he wanted to be a pilot. Uh, it kind of ran in his family. His dad was a pilot, and you know, so he kind of wanted to um, do the same, and he went to the Naval Academy. And unfortunately for him, uh, he failed the vision test. Uh, he was taken into, put into, an, you know, intelligence officer and doing some work in in that area, mm-hmm. and it's not exactly what he wanted. As kind of a consolation gift, you know, his parents decided they were going to make him a leg lamp. It was always been a family favorite. The leg
0: lamp, by the way, for those of you who have seen a movie, we say we need to say no more. For those of you who haven't. It's a key element in the movie. It is a woman's long leg in a black fishnet stocking that has been topped with a lampshade. And this is a, this incredible prize that the dad wins this contest. So they, his folks bought him uh, like a souvenir Size of that?
1: They actually made it. Yes. They they went to the garment district in LA and got, you know, a mannequin leg and got a you know, a single shoe and the fishnet stockings and oh my they goodness. made it themselves and, you know, delivered it to him on the naval base <laughs> as kind of a consolation. And sitting there in his room, you know, anytime <laughs> somebody would come by they'd be like, "Ooh, where did you get that? you know and you know, some people joked around and like, Hey, you could probably sell these and it kind of you know kind of clicked in Brian's mind that you know maybe I can try and you know sell these. So he left the naval academy, went back to San Diego, and started making them in his living room of his condo. Oh
0: my and goodness! And
1: the first year, you know, I think it was maybe like a thousand or so that he sold and. Mm-hmm. Uh, he sold maybe another thousand or so the following year. Sold out of everything he was able to make, and then the house came up for sale. And ah. he kind of, you know, looked back to, you know, he sold maybe around two, three thousand lamps, and that's, you know, potentially two, three thousand people that would, hey, want to go see this house. The more people that go to the house, the more people don't want legs. So vice versa, <laughs> you know, it, he put two and two together and. It, it made perfect sense, you know, if I'm making the leg, why not have the house? People will want to buy the leg and go to the house and go to the house and buy a leg and all that
0: stuff. I got so. you, so around and around we go, and, and basically yep. the idea had a leg to stand on. Uh, yes. you feel yes. pardon yeah. the pun. We're talking with Steve Sidlecki, by the way, who is the executive director of the, what is now the Christmas Story House and Museum. So, 2005, he buys the house, and then he put a great deal of money into renovating at that point. And did did he have the vision then for the the whole museum that is now uh, apparently a, another building that's next to it?
1: Well, initially, the idea was to just have the house. Um, we, starting off, really didn't have very many, you know, movie artifacts. We did. Ha- um, upon him buying the house, he did get in contact with some of the actors, such as Flick and Randy and Scott Farkas, and... Um, the ones that did have anything from the movie, uh, mainly Randy, uh, who's played by Ian Petrella, he offered the snowsuit that he had oh, and the supplement that he re- received for Christmas as some initial beginning displays. Oh, I saw the kids.
0: Randy, had, he'd been able to keep that from the movie. They yeah, gave that to yeah.
1: him. A couple of people were able to you know keep a few things. And so those initially were the beginning of the displays. We also had some behind-the-scenes photos that were, you know, given by him and also a couple of the actors. So it started off initially to be small, and so the original plan was to have just the the house. But um, as kind of things grew and, you know, trying to find a place for merchandise, it just seemed that if we, you know, put a museum and a gift shop inside the house, it kind of took away from the house. Uh-huh. Uh so it just so yes. happened that the house across the street was for sale we purchased that and, and that initially became you know our museum and gift shop and then the oh, you know, right. following year we moved to another house for our gift shop so we got three little houses on the corner here
0: that is fascinating now i i would imagine of course around the christmas time that there'd be a lot of people who would stop by and visit it All, do you have a year-round traffic to the christmas house
1: we do, yeah, we are open year round, and we do stay steady. um you know, yes, November, December is our busiest time, sure. um but you know we we do uh you know July and August when a lot of people are travelling on vacation for summer, we do get good crowds, you know we do get so, you know, and anytime really something's kind of going on in Cleveland, we do kind of we do benefit from that, so it's always you know. Stuff going on here, you know, we hope to bring some in. But as yeah. I steady year-round, we obviously have our two big peak months.
0: Now, uh, Steve, have any of the actors come back to the house?
1: That would have been um, for our grand opening, which was in 2006. And ah, since, okay. Yeah, and, and since then, we've had, um, I think, three or four conventions um, over the past few no. years uh-huh. where Flick, Randy, Scott Farkas, Groverdale, Miss Shield, the two elves, Black Bart, have all come back at various times. Um, and, you know, got together and, you know, talked to fans and sign autographs.
0: No, no, I'm wondering, has, has, uh, has uh, Peter... Billingsley, who who played Ralphie, who was kind of the key, the central role in it, has, has he ever come back?
1: No, he has not. Uh, we we have you know like I said, had the others though. It, you know, we're we're hoping you know maybe some time down the line you might, but as as of right now, no, he hasn't.
0: <laughs> when, when maybe when his leg lamp breaks, he'll come back. Yeah. Do they still make the leg lamps and sell them there?
1: Yeah, yeah, we uh, we we do sell them here in the gift shop. We also um, have a website where you can order if you you know don't want to make it out here, can't make the trip out here. Could always go to our website. We have a gift shop there, which pretty much everything that's available here in a gift shop, you can get shipped to you no matter where you live.
0: Oh, my goodness. And that website, by the way, folks, is com. Now, I'm curious, were you alive, Steve, when the movie was shot? I was, but I was I was only four. <laughs> so what's it been like for you being in this kind of historic setting?
1: Uh, it, it, it's really cool for me because I do have um, my degree in history, um, so it was something that you know when I when I saw that Brian had bought the house and I've always been familiar with this neighborhood cuz I've had family that grew up in this neighborhood mm-hmm. and I've done research on this neighborhood in previous jobs so it was always it, it was interesting when Brian had bought it cuz I've seen the house get fixed up and fall apart and this sure. was somebody who was willing to, willing to put their money into it willing to do something to yeah. preserve it yeah. and I thought it was a great idea so I contacted him and you know we talked a few times and you know, here I am now.
0: What's happened to the neighborhood around that house? Has it stayed pretty much a neighborhood, or has it changed a lot?
1: Uh, it, it's pretty much stayed a neighborhood. Um, in th- this this particular neighborhood is, you know, um, you know you, your typical middle working class, and you know they're okay. nice old, you know, older homes. You know, um, people do their best to keep them up, so it, it gives a good feel. Um, when you're down here, it's not like you you come into those, you know, kind of neighborhoods where it's you know one old house and you have some modern brick houses there right. they're all nice old houses it gives a good feeling that is and neat
0: so steve has uh, brian jones who uh, you know bought the house and, and was uh, making the lamps so what's he doing with himself nowadays
1: uh this is what he does uh we, we we do have a warehouse also um out here uh that we do our shipping out of but you know he you know still out in San Diego, handles behind the scenes stuff with the ordering and, you know, dealing with, you know, Warner Brothers and, you know, and just all the behind the scenes stuff that goes on in the business. He still does that.
0: That is really cool. Well, I I see that he has chosen the wiser part in staying in warm and sunny San Diego and letting you guys stay there in Cleveland where uh, in these winter months uh, have been a pretty tough time. But that's the setting of the Christmas story there. Uh, Steve, I want to thank you very much for being with us on this America Road Trip Talk. It's been a delight talking with you, and I hope much success to you and to all the other folks there at the uh, museum. Thank you. This American Road Trip Talk has been brought to you by Homa, Louisiana. You're invited to discover a truly unique and authentic Cajun Mardi Gras celebrated nowhere else but in Homa, Louisiana, in the heart of the Cajun wetlands. Festivities start February 25th and run to Mardi Gras on March 8th, 2011. For more information, check out our calendar page or click on the flyer in our show notes to find out about all the details. I hope you enjoyed this podcast and will join me here again soon as we travel more of the American Road and get to know the fascinating people we meet along the way. Don't forget to visit our website at AmericanRoadMagazine.com for our most recent issue, blogs, travel tips, special deals, and so much more. Or find us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter for the latest American Road news. For the American Road Magazine, I'm Foster Brown reminding you that the joy is in the journey.